I fully said that I would be in bed at a reasonable time because I've been trying to be really good about that. However, it is currently 12.40 a.m. And do I have a 5.30 workout class tomorrow morning? Yes, I do. However, yeah, I have no excuse, actually. I could have definitely recorded this a lot earlier, but whatever. Welcome to the 20-somethings, guys. First of all, I need to give some thanks. Thanks to Sierra for being my first guest last week. But also, thank y'all for listening and thank y'all all for like the amazing feedback. I got a lot of great feedback about that. I'm so excited for guests. I'm so glad she was my first guest because I was fucking nervous. However, it made me so excited for like guests to come and seeing y'all's reaction to guests and like seeing how much y'all enjoyed those kind of episodes makes me feel really good about this. So... With that being said, this is a solo episode. However, the next episode will be a guest episode, and I'm so excited. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about today at all. I am coming to you live from my bed because I wanted to talk about something that I feel like a lot of us have been going through right now, but no one's like actually talking about it. By the title, you may have already seen that we're talking about like FOMO and like being alone in your 20s and kind of how to like navigate that almost. So, I don't know if this is going to be the super fun-go-lucky, look what I did at a bar over the weekend episode, um, but I did want to talk about it because I think it's a very important topic that needs to be discussed more often because sometimes being in your 20s can be really lonely or on the opposite hand, it can be extremely overstimulating to the point where you need alone time, but a lot of us don't know how to switch between the two and find like the perfect balance. So allow me to do a quick, you know, TBT throwback Thursday to before quarantine. Before COVID, I could not be alone, literally at all. If I had free time ever, I was calling up every friend I had in the phone book just to see what they were doing. If someone was inviting me to dinner, even if I had just completed a hot dog eating contest, I would still go just to sit there just because my FOMO was so bad. And okay, (laughs) to be fair, maybe I do need a deep dive a little bit deeper into why that may be with my therapist, but I think a lot of it did have to do with high school. And I know I've touched on high school before, maybe a little bit too much at times, and I don't want to be that like high school sucked girly, but it did. Like, I don't, I don't know who we're trying to trick right now. I mean, did it suck for everyone? No, but it sucked for like most people you're 16, you're very impressionable, you think you're on top of the world when you're really about to get humbled to no end. So, I don't know, high school might have not sucked for a lot of y'all, but it sucked for a good bit of us. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong, like, I made some great friends, had some great times, made some great memories that I look back on fondly. However, my mentality was absolute dog shit. And that's what I mean by high school sucked. I don't mean high school sucked in the way that like the coming of age movies portray it where you're like getting stuffed in a locker or something like that. That's not what I mean at all. I just mean that I was a literal doormat to anyone and everyone and quite literally the definition of a people pleaser. Like people could be like, Michelle, jump. And I would be like, how high? You know what I mean? Like that, that was fully me in high school. With that being said, I wasn't invited to many things like okay obviously I was invited to some things like I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh yeah I sat home every Friday night but I wasn't 
in I guess you could say like quote unquote the popular crowd which like I don't even think my high school had a popular crowd I think there were definitely like specific groups of people that had been friends for a super long time but I don't think there was like you know the jocks and like the you know like I don't think it was that kind of scenario like in the slightest but yeah I just wasn't invited to many things however when I got to college and I was experiencing like what it was like to have so many friends that were always down to do stuff and my confidence was growing I could not be alone if I was alone I was constantly thinking about what other people were doing and god forbid people hung out without me, dude, my heart would hit the ground, shatter into a million pieces, and then start eating itself. Like, you think your first teenage heartbreak was bad? Me checking snap maps and seeing that everyone was hanging out at whoever's dorm would break me for absolutely no reason. And okay, now not to play the COVID card, because I'm sure at this point we could blame anything under the sun on that stupid ass virus, but COVID really put me in motherfucking check. In so many ways. For starters, it made me slow the fuck down. No one was doing anything. I didn't need to be a social butterfly 24-7. Bummo didn't exist, basically, because no one was doing a single thing. That didn't really last long. To put things into perspective, COVID hit right before my first spring break freshman year of college. I had, you know, the whole, oh my god, we're getting two weeks of spring break like delusion and then oh my god we're getting a month off and then eventually the world just shut down now I still moved into an apartment with my best friend Bella that August fast forward my spring semester of sophomore year so that same year that spring semester I moved back home because my parents got a new house this whole thing we now lived like 10 minutes from UAB so I was like there's no point in me paying an arm and a leg for a literal cubicle So, with that being said, I moved back home. Vaccines had not been developed yet. And what ended up happening is everyone still sort of lived around each other. And a lot of people had grown tired of the virus, as like many of us did. And they had started hanging out and going out again. I, on the other hand, chose not to do that just because there weren't vaccines. I was literally petrified of getting COVID. I also didn't want to get COVID and like bring it to my family. So I was not doing any of that, but I was seeing a lot of people do that. And my FOMO was through the fucking roof. And I think this is the worst my mental state has ever been. Like I was genuinely so sad and I probably had like the worst image of myself. And I was just so tired of like being trapped with just my thoughts and my thoughts alone however 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 I do want to say this it didn't stay like that for long I eventually grew to like being alone a lot which I know shocker because if you would have told literally anyone that knew me freshman year that I would like being alone they would take you to a psychiatric ward that's how bad I was freshman year now fast forward to when things started opening up and vaccines were coming out I was getting invited to stuff. Obviously, everyone was getting invited to stuff. And I would still say yes to a lot of things. But I found myself being more self-aware of when I needed a break and needed to charge my social battery. For example, literally me right now. It's a Monday night. My friends are all hanging out at one of our friends' apartments. And I was invited. 
but I knew I was going to be completely disassociated the entire hangout sesh because I've been hanging out with people 24 seven since like last Thursday. So I was planning on going, but I like sat down with myself and I'm like, dude, I am like socially exhausted. Like I just need to take my time tonight. And again, if you would have told freshman year me that I would be passing up a hangout session with all of my friends so I could sit on my bed and talk to myself through a mic, dude, I would have laughed so hard in your face. So with that being said, while COVID can go fuck itself, this is about the one and only somewhat positive thing that came out of the situation. The fact that I now have a new appreciation for my alone time and sometimes, sometimes, let me emphasis on this. Sometimes I, dare I say, crave alone time. I know, shocker. But on a similar note, I think a lot of us are currently dealing with being alone and loneliness right now because the world is opening back up. Now, okay, I don't want being alone and loneliness to be interchanged because you can be alone and be completely content and not feel lonely in the slightest and vice versa you could be surrounded by 200 people in a packed out house and be the loneliest person on earth but I do think there's something to be said about the world opening up and how that's affecting how we view being alone I feel as though we've been cooped up for the past what like two and a half years or something like that and the second that things started loosening up The world went batshit crazy. I'm going to show some self-awareness right now and say me included. Everyone feels like they've been robbed out of so many experiences, rightfully so, because we literally were. But it's sending everyone into this frenzy of, oh, now I have to do everything in my power to make up for lost time. Now think of this. Like I said, what if sometimes we just need the time to breathe and recharge our social battery? Or what if you're simply not getting the memo for all these things that everyone just seems to be doing? Like, why the fuck is everyone in Europe right now? Okay, which, okay, rich of me to say, considering the traveling I've been doing. But y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, everyone's just in Europe. Like, when did we all just agree to do that? You know what I mean? But it's all because we've been cooped up for two and a half years. But again, if you are in those scenarios where maybe you're not getting invited now that things are opening up, Or maybe you do need that alone time to recharge your battery. Some people are experiencing extreme FOMO right now because the world is opening up and people are in that frenzy. And social media is not helping this in the slightest. It's making this like 10 times worse, okay? Obviously, I wasn't alive back then. But from what I've heard, before social media, you didn't know what Susie in California was doing if you were in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, Ohio. You only knew what the people around you were doing. Now, you could be sitting in your bed in your PJs eating Cheerios and watch a girl's entire morning routine as she gets ready for her six-figure job in Manhattan with the perfectly aesthetic apartment off of the East Village. You know what I mean? Now, (laughs) let me backtrack. I'm not shaming anyone that makes content like this. If anything, I think I'm your biggest consumer. But I think it does say a lot about the way that we perceive what success looks like and what we should be doing and what our lives should look like and should be structured like if we want to live, you know, happily ever after. Now, I'm not your mother and I'm not a, you know, six-year-old boomer that doesn't like Facebook. So I don't need to tell you why this is bad because we already have heard it multiple times. 
but it does set unrealistic standards. Anyway, besides, you know, the whole social media thing. Going back to the original point, everyone is freaking out right now, trying to make up for lost time, and a lot of things are shifting for a lot of people. I already mentioned the fact that a lot of us social butterflies have taken a step back and seen that we actually really do like our alone time. Now, am I saying that I would choose a night in over going out with my friends on a Friday night? Most likely, no. (laughs) Okay, let's be honest here. Y'all know who's speaking into this mic, right? Okay. But I am realizing that I grow a lot when I'm alone and when I'm with my own thoughts that aren't necessarily being influenced by like the constant buzz of people around me. However, on the note that like things are shifting because the world is opening up, a lot of people are breaking up. Oh, there. I said it. I dropped the bomb. I addressed the elephant in the room. And I know y'all have noticed it too. I spoke a little bit about this. I think it was in like the unhinged summer episode, but I'm not sure. But everyone is either breaking up or in such a desperate need to be in a relationship right now. Now, okay, allow me to put myself on blast here for a second. I went from completely being in a like, fuck no, I'm not getting in a relationship for a while mentality to now being like, wait, maybe, just maybe, emphasis on the maybe, I could use a constant someone in my corner at all times. Now, let me pause myself right there and say that this is once in a blue moon. Um, And if y'all see me in a relationship anytime soon, call the police. That ain't me. Okay. But with that being said, I think this also goes back to, you know, the world opening up and people doing anything and everything to make up for lost time. More parties, more events, more mingling, and people are connecting and networking even more than they were prior to COVID. Why? Because we're humans and it's natural to crave human interaction. And if you haven't been able to get your normal dose of human interaction in the past, what, two years, then yeah, you're kind of going to go insane. And the second that you kind of get let out of the cage, you're going to start going into overdrive and meeting as many people as you can, going to as many events as you can, and all this and all that. Now, with that in mind, I think a lot of people are experiencing the same culture shock that you experience when you enter college. Let me give a quick disclaimer to all my homies in a relationship, and especially if you are in a relationship and about to enter college. You might just want to skip like one or two minutes forward. But you know how everyone says that high school relationships don't make it far in college? Okay, wait, let me pause right here, actually. I know that this isn't always the case. And if you end up marrying your high school sweetheart, kudos to you. So happy for you. Wish y'all the best of luck. But you are the minority in this scenario. Okay, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that when you enter college, you are thrown into a completely new pond of people. Okay, I've said this before, but in high school, you are friends and date people that you've known since you were like six because you lived in the same town as each other. The second you enter college, you're introduced to Susie from California, Ricky from New York, Zoe from Florida, etc., etc., And it doesn't take rocket science to see why you might not think that the guy you fell in love with when you were 15 because he was football captain and you were the head cheerleader in the graduating class of 300 aren't super compatible and not the greatest fit. 
again, I'm generalizing. And if you're in this exact situation, I hope everything works out for you and your relationship and you get everything you want, sweetheart. However, I am not going to sit here and pretend that this is going to happen to every single person that comes in with a high school sweetheart to college. Also, I'm not saying that just because you're in a relationship, you shouldn't go out and meet people and mingle with people, fearing that you might break up. That's not what I'm saying at all. I am literally just making an observation on a very common phenomenon that a lot of people have experienced before. However, going back to my original point, the same thing is happening right now. A lot of people that were in long-term relationships during COVID and felt like the world was ending and basically did like a lot of trauma bonding are now breaking up because the world is opening up and one, people are in that frenzy that I keep talking about of wanting to experience anything and everything because they've missed out. And some things, I hate to break it to you, you can't experience in a relationship. Now, there are a lot of things that you can experience in a relationship that you can't experience when you're single, but there are some things that you can't experience when you're in a relationship. People are realizing that they might not be as compatible with their partner as they originally thought. I say all of this to touch back on the fact that a lot of us are experiencing the same thing at the same time. And I want to break the stigma that being alone is bad because God knows I was a subscriber to that mentality for literally the longest time ever. And I want to preface this by saying that I'm also not saying that it's bad to be surrounded by people all the time. Like I've stated before, I'm probably one of the biggest social butterflies you'll ever meet. So I'm not saying that this is bad at all. I do think people need to find a balance though, because I think being alone helps your sense of independence and confidence. I used to be the type of girl that would need a support group just to go into a store. Now, shopping alone is so therapeutic to me. I can go at my own pace. I can look at what I want. I can take my time. It's just a fun time to be alone, you know? But also, in regards to confidence, being alone helps you become so comfortable with yourself that you stop having the need to depend on someone and more importantly, someone's opinion of you. Now, let me use myself as an example. When I was fiending for friends and human interaction in high school, I would put up with literally any bullshit if it meant that I had plans on Friday night. And that fed into my need for validation and the fact that I was a people pleaser and the feeling that I needed to be friends with these people that didn't necessarily want to be friends with me. And when you allow yourself to be alone and to grow on your own, without the influence of others, your confidence goes up. And you know what else goes up? Your ability to walk away from a toxic relationship, whether that be platonic or romantic, okay? You are much more likely to pull the I don't need you card if you are completely comfortable with being by yourself. If you are afraid of being alone, if you are afraid of not having that person around, your mood is literally going to depend on what they said to you, how they feel about you, what their mood is towards you, what validation they gave you that day. And that could spiral into a much more toxic situation. I think I touched on this on maybe the first episode, I think. But when you become, you know, for a lack of better term, desperate for a relationship or for human interaction, you attract the wrong crowd because you'll settle for anything Think of it this way. You're dehydrated. You're in the middle of the desert. In front of you is a tall glass of salt water that would literally make you more thirsty because it has salt in it. Okay, but it's liquid, you know, and then 
a couple meters down is fresh spring water, but it's like a good ways down. If you are desperate for that water, you're going to reach the salt water and start chugging. Now, on the opposite spectrum, someone that is completely fine, like they've already drinking so much water like throughout the day, they're in this desert, they can afford to go the extra meters down to get the fresh spring water. Does that make sense? Okay, I completely pulled that analogy out of my ass. So sorry that it was cringy and sorry if it didn't make sense, but it made sense in my head. Okay, so I'm rolling with it. When you're alone, you only have your pure thoughts and opinions to rely on. You're not thinking about what other people are thinking about whatever you're doing, and you're completely concentrated on how whatever you're doing makes you feel, and that alone. I was listening to the Anything Goes podcast by Emma Chamberlain a while back, and first of all, y'all should go check out her Alone Not Lonely episode because she really deep dives into this like entire conversation. But in the episode, she gives an example of a coffee shop, okay? And she talks about how if you and a friend go to the same coffee shop together and they really hate it and you really love it, the fact that you know that they hate it now alters your original perception of the coffee shop. And I think this is a perfect example because like I said, in high school, when I was a people pleaser, if you said you didn't like my shoes, shoot, I would never wear those shoes again. Okay, they could be my favorite pair of shoes. If you said you didn't like my shoes, gone. You would never see them again, ever again. And when you're alone, you don't have that sense of judgment. It's like that saying, like, dance like nobody's watching. Why do you dance like a fucking psycho when no one's watching? Because if no one's around, you're not influenced by the fact that someone might think you look like a fucking psycho. And low-key, doing things alone is so fun. Like, Okay, (laughs) I kind of feel like a main character in like a coming of age movie whenever I do things alone, (laughs) which is so cringy. Okay, I know, I know. But you can't tell me that going to Trader Joe's and buying yourself flowers isn't like super therapeutic and like cutesy as shit. Now, with that being said, one of my New Year's resolutions, which I know it's literally July, so (laughs) I don't know why I'm talking about this, but it was to do more things by myself. And I've slowly been trying more and more things out, okay? Oh, I'm actually, part of the inspiration for making this episode was the fact that I'm going on my first solo trip for the first time ever in like two weeks, which, okay, it's not completely solo because I'm going with EF Ultimate Break, which I've already raved about in like the Greek God episode. By the way, use code UAMichelleD100 on EF Ultimate Break if you want $100 off your first trip. Anyway, I've already raved about them, but it is in a group, but it's the first time I'm not doing an EF trip with a friend, which means I'll be flying by myself the whole nine yards and I'm petrified mainly for like the safety aspect of it, Um, but I'm really excited. I know it's very cringy, but a lot of people say that like the most growth happens when you travel alone or some shit like that. I don't know. I think I read that on Pinterest. But I think this is a really good leap for me because, like I've mentioned literally this entire episode, I used to not be able to do anything alone. And recently, I've just been enjoying solitude so much. I mean, okay, I got a little carried away with that one, but I've just been enjoying alone time. So I'm excited to see what traveling alone feels like because I've never done it. Um, But yeah, I'll keep you all updated on that one. But with that in mind, one of my amazing friends, shout out Cameron Freeman, 
is Loki one of my biggest inspos for how to be an independent boss ass woman in my 20s okay she's a literal rock star like she will take herself out on dinner dates like if no one else can watch the movie she'll go by herself and like you know sit front row with her popcorn the whole nine yards and I think that's awesome because I think a lot of us should be comfortable enough to not feel like we need an entourage to do simple things that we love but yeah like I said she's a huge inspo on how to be by yourself and how to enjoy your alone time and she actually made this huge list of like her favorite things to do by herself and a lot of it was mainly based on the fact that we live in Birmingham but I wanted to share my top five favorite things on the list um, because I want to give you all some ideas of ways that you can take yourself on little dates and how to be by yourself and how to kind of grow by yourself I guess, without being too cringy. And if y'all want more ideas, I can let Cameron know and such. But my first favorite one is to go do work at a coffee shop. This is literally so easy. I think most of y'all probably do this if y'all are in college anyway. But instead of doing like your homework at home or something like that, you could go to a coffee shop. Like sometimes if I get too bored of like my desk at home, like I'll just go to the library or a coffee shop to edit the podcast. Just switch up your environment. Number two, go to a farmer's market. If you live in Birmingham, there's the market at Pepper Place every Saturday, I think, in the summer. Super cute. A lot of local businesses you can support. And it's one of my favorite things to do during the summer with friends. Um, But I've been there alone, waiting for friends for like 20 minutes, just walking alone by myself. And that's pretty therapeutic. And you also run into like a bunch of dogs. So that's cool, too. Number three is to go to an art museum or a gallery. Again, if you're in Birmingham, y'all all know we have an art museum here. And those are always fun. And if anything, when you're with friends, like there's kind of this added pressure to kind of like rush through the galleries. So if you're there by yourself, you can really like look at the paintings. I don't have the patience to do that. But if you do, I highly recommend it. And then number four is reading at a park with like a small little picnic like you could just pack a little lunchbox and go to a park. I know one of my friends had this cute little lookout spot she would always go to and sometimes she would just take a book up there and like a glass of wine and her dinner and just like watch the sunset, read her book and I think that's so cute and I actually really want to do that so I'll probably be doing that soon. (laughs) And then number five is catch a movie or literally try a new place for dinner. I've always personally wanted to do this uh Maybe not the movie theater because movie theaters make me anxious for some reason. I don't really know why, but I've always wanted to like take myself out to dinner because I feel like that would be like the ultimate discomfort for me. And like, you know how people are like, oh, always seek discomfort because that's how you grow. Wow. I'm really just throwing out all of the Pinterest quotes this episode, but you know how like people say that? I think I should really try going to dinner by myself because the thought of it makes me uncomfortable, but not uncomfortable enough not to do it. But I just want to see what it would be like. And I feel like it would be one of those things where like you're uncomfortable to do at first and then like you really like it. So I really want to do that. And like sometimes I want to try all these new places in town and like no one's available to do it. So y'all might catch me doing this one soon. But yeah, those are just my top five out of her list she has like this huge list if y'all want more I could probably talk to Cameron about it um but yeah I hope that gave y'all a little inspo of what to do next time everyone's busy or next time you just want a fun little date idea for yourself but yeah 
to wrap this episode up, I know it's kind of been on the more serious note, kind of. Not really, but like it's more serious than like my other (laughs) episodes. I'm not saying that being alone is always super amazing, great, and awesome. Okay, obviously no. Being alone opens you up to, you know, overthinking, which is a big flaw of mine. Like as much as I do like my alone time now, if I go too long without seeing people and hanging out with people, I start overthinking and I get in my head a lot and I start spiraling down a rabbit hole and it's not a great scenario for me. And I know that happens to a lot of us when we are alone. So again, being alone opens you up for situations like that. And it can also get lonely, obviously. Like, I told y'all not to interchange those, but sometimes if you're not alone because you want to be, like, if you're alone because maybe you didn't catch the invite or all of your friends are hanging out last minute and you're not there or you have work or whatever it may be, it can get lonely. If you're not purposefully trying to be alone and you just happen to be alone, it can get lonely. And that could lead to your mental health declining and all of that stuff. So I'm not saying that you should never go out anywhere and stay locked up in your room and all that jazz. I'm just saying that we all need to be a little bit more self-aware and recognize when we need to call a friend and say, hey, I just really want to be around people right now. Let's grab some wine, go watch the sunset. Let's catch up. And when it's completely fine to say, thanks for the invite, but I think I'm going to stay in tonight. it's all about balance. You know what I mean? It's not like a black and white where like, oh, I strictly want to be alone or or, I strictly want to be surrounded by people. Okay. It's all about a balance that you have to find within yourself. Okay. Let me do the top three songs of the week before we go. Number one, my boss actually showed me the song. It's called Impatient by Sebastian Powell. Powell? Paul. Oh my God. (laughs) I saw Paul, like literally like think Jake Paul this this guy's name is Sebastian Paul and I was like Powell oh my god <sighs> anyway yeah first song is impatient by Sebastian Paul Second song is Papacito. <laughs> that felt so weird to say. By Elena Castillo. And I'm sorry, but I can't do that. Oh, Paparico. Sabes que yo te digo. No puedo más. They don't really want you like that. But can't misbehave. Oh, Papacito. Sabes que no necesito. Lo que me das. Go on, so the girl can't have. And then the last song is Run Baby by Michelle.
if y'all are ever confused about how to spell any of these because i literally don't know how to pronounce anything just head to the 20 somethings podcast instagram and i always post the songs there but yeah that's all for me today i will be back next thursday with a special guest i'm so excited i hope y'all are too but i will see y'all next thursday bye